Welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I want to dedicate this episode to anyone who is just starting out in their entrepreneurial journey, or if you're just starting a new project and you feel like you're having a hard time taking that first step. Here's what I mean. You know in your heart that you're meant to do something really important, but you just can't seem to get things off the ground. And that feels frustrating because you feel this strong calling and you know that it's important to you and you care so much and you feel like you're going in this vicious circle constantly beating yourself up. You know how you're going to feel and you feel close and you know this is something you want to do but there just seems to be something that is always standing in your way and this something is blocking you from your success. Does this sound familiar to you? Does this apply to you? Maybe it's somewhere you've been before or maybe you know someone else who is here right now. Don't worry, this happens a lot. It's perfectly normal. Now the good news is, it's just about tweaking your mindset a bit and then we'll have you moving forward in no time at all. The good news is that you're listening to this episode, which means that you've taken the first step forward, which is getting conscious about what is going on. So here's a little look at what you're gonna learn today. First, I'm going to reveal what is standing in your way. Then in our second segment, I'm going to talk about how this all works and why. And then in our third segment, I'm going to give you a few tips to move forward into action. But first, I want to start with a story. So I'm really nostalgic. What about you? I get sentimental about really special things, about specific moments in my life. We sometimes call these peak experiences, and they can be defined as moments of your life where you are in pure joy and elation. Sound pretty good. They are typically times in our life that stand out from everyday events for a couple of reasons. We might be really living true to our values and feel really aligned. Or they could be really pivotal moments because we were inspired by someone who was really significant in our life. Or they could be a time when we had a really big aha moment or realization. Or it could be a moment where we were called forth or we did something that was really courageous to realize and feel what it's like to live at our true potential. Lots of different things can combine to make up a peak experience, and it's really important to be conscious about them, not only to reminisce, but because I want you to have more of them. I'd love to assign you a little bit of homework right now. I want you to take some time this week and really think about what your peak experiences are in life. You can either grab a friend and talk it through with them, or you can do this solo and write it all down as part of a journey line. Either way, really take time out of your week to get clear on what these specific peak experiences are for you. Trust me, 
this will be a game changer for you. Let's apply peak experiences to business. In your entrepreneurial journey, you will likely have many significant experiences that stand out for you. And I'm going to share one of my big ones today. It's a really little thing, but it was a big thing to me. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you how to take this concept and actually use it proactively to grow your business. So here's my peak experience moment. So I'm going to take you back almost about five years ago to an experience that I had at my lawyer's office. Yes, my peak experience was at a law office. Now, I decided early on to incorporate my business. It wasn't something that I had to do, but I was really serious about this business and 100% confident and committed to bringing this business to life. I've shared my story with you before of how this business came to me. I didn't go out searching for it. I know deep inside this was a calling for me. This was something that I was meant to do because I never, ever, ever had any intention of being an entrepreneur. So I decided to incorporate my business very early on so I wouldn't have to deal with it later on when I got busy. And my accountant, who was amazing, referred me to a great lawyer who helped me with all the incorporation documents. And we had a really good chat on the phone and we had to decide on a few things like different business categories and he asked me to come into his office so we could meet and sign all the papers and I agreed you know it's always nice to meet someone face to face when you're gonna start working together and so I made my way up to his offices which were up around Bloor Street now keep in mind that I'd never incorporated a business before so I really didn't know what to expect or how long it was gonna take So when I got there, we had a really good chat and he really wanted to understand my vision for the business and who I wanted to work with. And that really meant a lot to me. And even though he had very clear religious beliefs, he really resonated with my goals of bringing spirituality and consciousness to business. And about half of the way through the meeting, he called in his secretary who brought in the paperwork that we needed to sign. And this is where the magical moment and I'm warning you, it's slightly cheesy. It happened. She brought in the paperwork in a binder and it had my name on it. Well, I mean, not my name personally, but it had my business name on it. But not just handwritten on the spine or printed on a white sticky label and shoved into a clear plastic binding. This was actually gold foil printed on a green binder. I'm serious. And I was completely frozen in that moment. I really felt like there was something official about seeing that binder placed on the boardroom table in front of me. I wasn't expecting it. I I had no idea that they still did things like this. And truthfully, you know, maybe it wasn't really on brand for what the corporate yogi looks like, but it was real and it was kind of cool. And my only regret is and not taking a picture of it because I remember having an urge to do that but I thought that would be like way too embarrassing to ask so I didn't. Now at this point I already had beautifully designed logo and business cards which I loved and those things also helped me to make my business feel real and they were important but this this was different it was official it was maybe a little old school but it was special to me and I think It's because I wasn't really expecting it. Now, here's the thing with peak experiences. 
They're very specific moments that stick with us forever. And I believe that the really, really special ones are the unscripted ones. But they're real. They're very real. And they often contain a visceral feeling and a significant and deep meaning for us. We might not always know how or why in that moment, but we know that it is real and it is significant. Now, the dialogue going on inside my head was, this is happening. This is really happening. And it felt really good. So in the intro, I talked about a specific scenario about wanting to get your business moving forward or your project, but there was something standing in your way. Do you want to know what is standing in the way between you and your success? Well, I'm going to tell you shortly, but before I do, I want to ask you a few questions. Have you ever caught yourself using any of these phrases? I'll be ready when this happens. All I need to do is just invest in this training and then I'll be ready. Or I just have to wait until this happens. And this can be anything from updating your website or getting new photos done, getting testimonials or finding office space. Now, if any of these statements resonate with you, then you might be in this place where it's difficult to take a step forward. The red flags to watch for are ready when, or really, or should. When we ever use the word should, we know that a saboteur is around. And here's why they matter. What is really going on is that you are standing in your own way. For some reason, you don't believe that you are ready. And your saboteur is telling you that if you just do this one more thing, then you'll have the confidence and then you'll be ready. But the problem is you often do that one more thing and and then you still don't feel ready. And it's like you show up to start this race and every time you show up to that starting line and you get in that starting position, the starting line gets moved forward another 100 yards. Oh man, that's so unfair. So you work hard and you do that next thing on your to-do list of requirements or things that you think are gonna make you feel ready, but then you still don't feel ready. What gives? So what's really going on here? Well, first off, I wanna point out that this happens to the best of us. We've all been here. And this scenario impacts a lot of entrepreneurs. I see it every day. So be patient. It's time for some tough love. What's likely going on here is that you're waiting to have the confidence to be ready to take that first step. You're waiting to fully believe in yourself. And then when you do that one more thing, you think that that one thing is going to make you feel confident to move forward into the action. But it doesn't and then you still don't feel ready. So you sift through that list of other potential things that you could do to feel ready or to feel confident, and then you pick something off that list, and then you busy yourself working on that next thing because for sure that thing is gonna make you feel confident, and yet it doesn't. And that's so unfair because you're working so hard, aren't you? I know you are. I know you're working hard, and here's the thing. Here's the first half of the tough love. You're likely doing the wrong things. And by wrong things, I mean the easy things, 
Remember a couple of episodes ago, I said that being an entrepreneur isn't just a souped up version of a job where you just get to do a lot of hard work, the same things you did before in your job. It's not. It's not about doing the easy things. You may be really busy doing things, but they're the wrong things. You have to do the things that are going to make you grow. You have to take those first steps to breathe life into your business. And often, it's the things that get money-changing hands. It's the go-live with your site, or it's the finding of clients. It's those big steps that we avoid because those are the holy crap moments that really mean that this is happening. And then here's the other half of the tough love. Ready? There's no such thing as a confidence fairy. There isn't. There is no such thing as a confidence fairy. Confidence isn't going to come overnight. There's no glitter. There's no magic wand to be waved. Because confidence just doesn't show up like that. It's not something that you can order online. It doesn't come from outside of you. It comes from within you. And it comes from taking action. Which means not avoiding the hard things. That's really important. So I'm going to say it again. Confidence doesn't come spontaneously. It doesn't just show up one day. It comes from taking action and doing the hard things. It comes from leaning into that discomfort from exploring life outside of your comfort zone. Now let's be real. There are small, tiny things that you can do that are going to help you feel ready. Like, let's say you're building a brand new business and you really feel like you have to have a website. So go ahead and build a website, but start with something small. Have a simple template-based website that's free and just build a couple pages. Don't go and spend 30 grand on a new website until you've validated your business and you know that this is something for sure that you're going to do. Or business cards, another great example. Now, This is a really fairly inexpensive way for you to bring your business to life. And if you didn't have any, that might feel like a little bit of a barrier if you were going to a conference or a networking event. So if getting business cards done will help you, by all means, go ahead and get them done. But this is not an excuse to not go out and network or not to find clients. You can always say that they're just getting printed or you can be smart and use it as an excuse to get someone else's business card and then link into them. So getting business cards might help you feel more legit, but it isn't something that can hold you back. So you might be wondering, where does this legend of the confidence fairy come from then? Can you guess? Well, it's actually a saboteur that is leading you to believe that the confidence fairy exists. And if you keep doing all this busy work inside your comfort zone and you work really hard, it will just come along one day, wave that magic wand, and then you'll magically have all this confidence in the world to do what you need to do. I like to call this an under-construction saboteur that keeps telling you, oh, if you just do this one more thing, then you'll be ready, then you'll be confident. Your under-construction saboteur wants to keep you inside your comfort zone at all times. But whenever you complete that one more task, there's something new to work on, and it's exhausting. When I see this behavior with my clients, it's a quick fix. Sometimes there are simple things that you do need to do to get your business off the ground. So we get conscious, we make a list of everything that we need to do. We pick those finite things, we agree on the list, and then it's a non-negotiable. 
then it's go time and there's no way that they get to move that starting line forward to a new place. So let's recap what's going on here. You have a desire to do something new, but you're struggling to get it started. You feel like there's all these things that you have to do before you get started. You're experiencing an under construction saboteur who tells you that you're not ready yet and they tell you stories about this confidence fairy who's just gonna show up someday with pixie dust and take care of everything. And so you work yourself crazy with busy work doing the things inside your comfort zone, things that don't move the dial, and then you never get anywhere and you feel frustrated and you beat yourself up. The end. What a story. If this is your reality, don't worry. We just made it conscious. We named it. We presenced it. And this is the first step towards addressing it. So it's time to write you a new story. So I hope you enjoyed this explanation of the confidence fairy and I hope it helps you understand why sometimes it's so hard to get started with a new business or a new project. And I know it's a bit over the top and comical, but I do intentionally try to bring levity to scenarios like this because they're real and they can feel overwhelming and intense. And if this is something that you're struggling with, you're likely so deep inside the lesson that you can't even see it. You're in a place of being unconscious around your reality. So it's kind of like when you're deep within the fog, you don't always think about whether or not you're in a fog storm. All you think about is that you just can't see in that moment. So let's take a second and try to see why this happens to us. It's not really our fault. We're creatures of habit. See, for the first 20 or 30 years of your life, we live a pretty structured existence where we're constantly being told about what to do, how to do it, and there's this logical expectation of what we need to be doing to stay on track. Now, you know, with education and careers, there's uh, grade school, high school, college, and then in our personal lives, there's all these, you know, boxes that we strive to tick off. And then at some point we either tick off all the boxes or we tick off the ones that we wanted to tick off. And then what? We've completed this blueprint of expectation for us. So what's next? I mean, we're so used to having all these expectations laid out for us, these mile markers to know that we're on track. And then we reach this point where we're completely at choice of what we want to do. And that can be new and it can also be overwhelming. We're used to structure and expectation. We're used to being told with a certificate or with graduation that we're ready for that next step or that next level. And at some point, that just stops happening. And yet, I see so many people waiting around for an invitation, waiting for someone to tell them that they're ready. And they're waiting for something that is never going to happen. That invitation is not going to happen. Here's how I see it. At this point, when you're all grown up, desire is your calling. If you have a deep desire inside of you and you want to do something big, then you are ready to take that first step. You don't need an invitation. There's no formal calling to the party. Just put a stake in the ground and go. So here's a few different ways that you could put that stake in the ground. Number one, you can socialize your dream. 
Tell people about what you want to build, what you want to create, or what you want to launch. And the more times that you share this idea, the closer you are going to feel to bringing it to life. Number two, find a networking group or an accountability partner for real. This is really great when you're starting out. Find someone else who is roughly at the same place as you are and help each other out. Two-way accountability always works best, meaning don't just check in with a friend or with your partner who isn't doing something too. This isn't a balanced environment and it isn't enough incentive for you and there could be some resentment there. And you can do either weekly or bi-weekly check-ins with them to see where you're at. Or number three, you can find a mastermind group or work with a coach. And this is ideal for people who are actually ready and serious about taking action. A networking group is great, but if it's optional to attend, you might not be so motivated and neither are the people around you. If you want real results, you often need to make a real investment. And the great news is that this is going to help you get to where you want to be at an accelerated rate because you're going to learn from all of the other people's mistakes. You don't have to go this alone and you don't have to start from scratch. I've been part of many mastermind groups over the years and also worked with many different coaches and I know that each one of them saved me tons of time and tons of money. And most importantly, it was a powerful sense of community for me. And there's one other thing I want you to watch for, the paralysis of perfection. Now we've talked about this one before, but I think it's great time for a little refresher because this might be another reason why you're having a hard time taking that first step. So the paralysis of perfection is when you have a mental block from starting something new because you have such incredibly high standards for yourself that you're worried that it won't be perfect the first time. Side effects of striving perfection include, but are not limited to, mentally beating yourself up in a cruel and unusual way, constantly striving for incredibly high targets and never really reaching them, and never actually feeling satisfied or ever good enough. And here's another perspective on striving for perfection that I want to share with you. The truth is, it's kind of selfish, isn't it? I mean, you start out with good intentions of wanting to create something amazing, but you spend so much time in this vicious circle of trying to make it perfect that you get stuck. You slow down or you prevent others from seeing what you've created. Why? Because you want to be perfect. So striving for perfection is actually kind of selfish when you think about it, isn't it? And this is a great time to remind you of the golden rule of entrepreneurship. Do you remember what it is? Done is better than perfect. So if this episode feels like it has your name written all over it, or if you feel like there just might be a small part of you that believes in the confidence fairy, or if you have a big bad under construction saboteur lurking around, then I want to give you some tips that are going to help you move forward into action. I've got four tips for you today. Tip number one is get resonant. Take time to really feel into what you are creating and figure out what it's going to feel like once you're there. Where you're going to be doing the things you do and what you're going to be doing. 
Now, resonance is really just a fancy way of saying feeling good and being happy. Tip number two, create a physical representation. And this can be of something that represents what you're going to be building or what things are going to be like once you get there. Do something creative and really have fun with this. So examples would be mocking up a business card or writing a check to yourself. Another great idea is building out a vision board that works really well for some people. It's a really powerful way to bring about what you want. And here's one of my favorite tips. If any of you have a deep desire to write a book, then here's what I want you to do. Right now, I want you to mock up the cover of your book. And then I want you to print it out in color. And then I want you to wrap it around one of your existing books and then put it somewhere where you can see it on a regular basis or back on your bookshelf. Tip number three, focus on can instead of can't. Put more energy into why you can do something and why you are qualified to do it instead of making the long list of reasons why you can't. This is energetic and it's very real. And tip number four, start socializing this. Tell anyone and everyone that this is what you are going to do. And this works energetically by shifting things at a cellular level, but it also helps you practice your pitch when you're talking about your new business or your new project. So do any of these steps sound appealing to you? Let me list them again. Get resonant. Create a physical representation. Focus on can instead of can't. And start socializing your vision. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on confidence. Don't forget about your homework. I want you to take some time this week and really think about what your peak experiences are in life. You can either grab a friend and talk it through with them, or you can do this solo and write it down as part of a journey line. Either way, really take the time to get clear on what these specific peak experiences are for you. Trust me, this is going to be a game changer for you. And most importantly, I really hope that you now know that the confidence fairy does not exist. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.